Welcome back to Chatopedia, a podcast run by my mom, Kalyani, and myself, Saris. We are both located in two different countries, my mom in Singapore and myself in Australia. Chatopedia came about as we found ourselves having early morning or late night discussions, catching up on life and finding ourselves having fun and thought-provoking conversations. So we decided, why not share it with the world? This is episode 6 of Chatopedia. So if you missed out on last week's episode, episode 5, we had a special guest, Vicky, who came on board to talk, talk with us about what it meant to embrace your uniqueness. So in last week's episode, we covered off what does uniqueness mean to me, uh, and we also covered off why you should embrace your uniqueness, and we left off halfway when we were talking about ways to embrace your uniqueness. So let's kickstart this episode and wrap up from last week. So Alma, for you, what's what if you were to like give a tip to our listeners, what's one way you would recommend to embrace? Um, I think it's not going to be overnight kind of uh, stuff going to happen. It's going to take months and years as well. But as what Vicky earlier on said, that the awareness part has to be there. Like, um, are you uh, being restricted by the uh, society's uh, expectation? Or because it's only one life, and leave it, you know. So what is it you really uh, want to be yourself, you know? So it can be the way you dress up, the way you communicate with people, the way you function, you know, in different settings. What is it you want? You have to be very true to yourself rather than come up with an image where, you know, you, you're having difficulty to catch up or, you know, to, um, what do you call that? Um you know, if you keep lying then about yourself, you're caught in and a you web keep of up lies. With it. You don't know how you to keep, keep up with up. it. Yeah. You know, so that's another issue. So I think the only thing is that know yourself and tell yourself that it's going to be a, a long journey to embrace your uniqueness and uh, uh, stay fast. You know, once you've embraced your uniqueness, don't deviate, just move on with it. And I think people around you will understand where you're coming from and they will adapt to your new unique person. Yeah. yeah. I'll give an example of that. Vicky, I don't know whether you experienced it. Like for our generation, I say our generation, but Vicky's younger than me. Like, <laughs> but I think my a few years younger. <laughs> and then whether my mom went through that with her parents. But I feel like when my mom said, stand steadfast and people understand, I feel like it's not as easy as that. I think it takes time for people around you to understand when suddenly you are trying to be who you actually are because it's quite different to who you would have been. I know for me, like with... With you, Amma, it was a bit hard because I think I was a little bit more open than the three other siblings. Like I was very vocal. Sometimes with you in the house, I'll just say something that you'll stare at me and be like, why did you say that? Or where did that come from? Or mm. And then, you know, she she would always also say like, oh, be cautious what you say in public. You know, people are listening. Your, your relatives are uh, watching. So I was never very much myself in front of some of the relatives because I feel like mm, I did a lot of it for my Amma. Because I was like, I don't want her to feel like she has to explain on behalf of her children. Whereas now all four of the kids are just living our life authentically the way we want. And she also doesn't care. She's like, just do what you want, right? No, but, but the thing is, as you're mentioning, right? I think when y'all are uh, over a certain age, I would say they speak up. Y'all are big girls already, big boys already. Speak up. You're not happy with certain situations. Just speak up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that was a transition for her as well. Because... 
there was a time where I felt, okay, I'm not going to say these things for mom. Um, there was things I wouldn't say because she was a teacher. There's things I wouldn't say because she was a community leader, even though I desperately wanted to say them or I wanted to do a certain thing or behave a certain way. Um, and I think like when she switched her mentality around, I felt quite liberated as well. But for you, Amma, I feel like you came with age. As you got older, you started looking at the world. And, you know, I remember you told me once, like, ah, oh, yeah, you know what? Who cares? Who cares what other people think? As long as we're happy and we're, we're doing yeah. well and we're, we're not hurting anyone. I said no one is feeding us. Yeah. Vicky, did you experience that with your family or, or like, friends? Because I, I can definitely say hand to heart, I probably lost a few friendships over the decade when I started not people-pleasing or starting to come into my own voice and, and being confident in that actually surprisingly it's been it's something that I experienced in the recent years actually because okay I'm someone who loves to dress up and always be you know glammed up for every event big or small yeah. so and can I just say for everyone who's listening <laughs> if you don't already follow Vicky on Instagram or TikTok you have to follow her <laughs> Oh my god, I will plug it in for her. Um, her Instagram handle is Bloki, G-L-O-Y, sorry, G-L-O-W-K-I. Like you have to follow her. Like Thanks. it's not just her photos of her outfits, it's her videos. And then what was your TikTok handle? My oh my god, I don't even remember my TikTok <laughs> handle. <laughs> it's something to do with Bloki, but I have no idea. I'm going to check while while we continue this because (laughs) we have to go follow her. Actually, as I was saying, it's surprisingly, um, it was something surprising to me actually because I feel that some people's words started getting to me. And I don't mean like, uh, like your mom, my mom, because I know like, for example, auntie and my mom, they are so happy to see me you know, all dressed up. They're always like, oh my God, Vicky, you're so yes, beautiful. Yes. You look so nice today. But there were some people who started saying it almost in a negative way, like, oh, you will always have to dress up. Let me guess, you're going to dress all out. You're going to go all out for this. You're going to wear a wedding dress for this. Or, you know, yes, you love the limelight on you. You mm. love the attention, don't you? So I started feeling so conscious about myself that actually there was some point I started to feel that Am I doing too much? Am I going overboard? So when I'm going out for a function, I'd ask Pravin, my husband, I'll ask him, Pravin, is this too much? Like, am I going all out? Will people, will people talk to me? Will people judge me? Will people talk about me and say, there she goes, loving the attention, doing too much for something so small? And my husband would be like, why do you care? This yeah. is you. And he, it's so funny, he calls me Gloki. And he'll say, Vicky, you're Gloki. No one expects less. Just do you. So, I mean, it, it, it's so strange. Not surprising. I shouldn't say surprising. It's so strange that it started getting to me because I didn't really care for most of my life about people saying that you love to dress up. But suddenly, it just started getting to me. Like, I would feel so conscious when I'm going to an event. And I feel that people are staring at me. People are judging me for what I'm wearing. Yeah. But luckily, Vicky, I have people Vicky, around Vicky. me. People are underdressed. You are, you are <laughs> Yes, <dressed>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so luckily, I have people around me who just, you know, just encourage me. My sister, my sister does the same thing for me. She tell me, Vicky, don't forget your glow key. Yeah. Why are you worrying about what people would think? Mm, and so you? now I'm back to but of course I have some days you know some days where I just don't like it when people say these things to me but I cannot change myself mm. I cannot dress down for an occasion just because someone else thinks that I should be dressed down yeah yeah 
Yeah. And I think it just shows someone's insecurity. Like, this is how much I love Vicky, okay? For her own wedding, she didn't give two shits what everyone was wearing. She's like, you want to look glamorous on my wedding day? Go for it. Oh, hey. And in fact, I day. told them, I told some of my friends, it would be disrespectful <laughs> if you did not treat my wedding like the Met Gala. <laughs> if you don't show up, I would be offended. <laughs> And I tell you what, like, you know what Vicky just, what you just said, right, is how I'm living. I'm, I'm not, honestly, you need to go follow Vicky. And I found her, Insta, her TikTok account. So it's Glow Key Go. It's basically the same as no, Instagram. It's just on TikTok. There's a word go at the end. But it, it was the way she started dressing up and the way she didn't dress down for people to make them feel, it, like I said, it's all about don't dim your light to make others feel better. Mm-hmm. Because when she did that, I also started being like, okay, love, so if I go out for a function, even if I think people are not going to dress up, but I feel that day, I feel like I want to dress up. I want to put makeup on. I'll do it. And it doesn't bother me anymore if no one else is as dressed up as me because I'm just like, well, yes. I'm happy. You see, I'm that's, that's when yeah. you start asking other people, what are you going to wear? You don't care. Yeah, You, you are going care. to decide what you're going to wear and you are going to show up. That's right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say, like, you know, based off what... Um, both of you have been saying, and I just wrote this down. I think I, I I didn't write a list back then, but if I was to give a practical tip to anyone listening, I'd say write a list, um, two columns. One column is things that you have looked at others and you totally admire about their personality, about how they live life, right? So like with me, it was easy. Um, with my mom, it's very much how she was a strong leader. She didn't give give a damn if people were unhappy with the opinion she was giving because she knew she was going to get to the goal the ultimate goal you know with Vicky it was about how she embraced her um her outlook and how she um not just embraced it but then thrived in like um shining a light on it and so write a list of like things you you completely admire in other people and then on the other side write things that you admire about yourself but that you've been dimming. And then next to that, right, why, right? So for example, if I was to say in mine and I'd say like my natural curly hair, I'd be like the Singapore standards or, you know, what other people think the, the beauty norm is. Then if I was to write all my strong opinions on things, I, I like that I have strong opinions. Why? Um, family expectations, right? And then that's where you can start identifying okay, which one's the easiest to get over, so you don't tackle all of it one shot and you can start tackling the easy ones first. So when, when it comes to, if you find that tackling family expectations is the harder one, try to tackle ones that's more friendship or society because that could be easier for you. Or if you think, screw it, I'm going to have a sit down with my family and be like, this is who I am and you know, I'm, I'm going to try and be who I am. And then if your family's understanding, you can work with them. But I think if you try to think of it practically and you write a list and you, like my mom said, it's a long game you're playing here you can start checking off bit by bit. I know it sounds like an assignment, but, you know, it is a huge thing to look at. Like, I think, I don't, I'm not speaking for the, the three of us, but I feel like there's still certain things I admire and other people that I don't do myself yet. And I can't wait to that, that chapter of my life where I start doing it. Yeah, that's, that's so true, Cyrus. I think um, I agree that when someone wants to start off from scratch about uh, to embrace a uniqueness, this checklist will actually help them. Yeah. Actually, when you said that, it's so um, it's it's such a coincidence that I was having a lesson with my kids uh earlier this week for the form teacher guidance yeah, period. Yeah. So it's 
it was getting them to fill up who they really are. What do they notice about themselves? What mm. do they enjoy? What do they like? What really excites them? For example, solving a problem or are you very curious about things? Who who are you? Who are you? You know, as a person, what do you? What really drives you and motivates you? So I, I think Saska, it's such a good idea to really, you know pen down these things because if not it gets lost yes. in that whirlpool in your mind you know pen down what is what is it that you really enjoy who do you who are you what what do you notice people say about you mm, that's so you know, true to yeah. know more about yourself what is it that you feel you bring to the table that is special I like that. So I think, yeah, what you admire and then what you think is unique, what you bring to the table, what's special about you. And if you've been stifling it, why? Why have you been stifling it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm really happy that you're doing that with kids, actually. Because I think it needs to start at a young age. Yeah, we do. In Singapore, we talk about changes, uh, being unique. Uniqueness is also in school uh, uh, syllabus. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably a good time to ask that, that question, Mom, you brought up just now, which is how do we embrace the uniqueness of others? Because when you guys do exercise like that with the kids, <laughs> especially children, they're authentically who they are at that age, aren't they? Like, <laughs> you don't get people pleasers really at that point. You get, you get people like, this is who I am and they're running around. How do you embrace other people's uniqueness? I think for, for me, when... Um, okay, I cannot expect someone... Uh, or people around me to be like me, right? So I need to meet them somewhere, right? So if I find uh, maybe one of my supervisees, a very quiet worker, I need to embrace that. I cannot force a person, you have to speak up. I want to see you, you know, contributing uh, actively during the meetings. I can't do that because that person's uniqueness is a quiet worker. She gets things done or he gets things done. So that's how I say look at the strength, they can get things done, but they also feel that, no, I do not want to be a forefront, but I would like to be, a, you know, a, at the background and doing stuff. So I think these are the things I need to embrace other people's uniqueness to see that. But I, uh, if let's say um, they have certain uniqueness, but they have not embraced it, and that's where I can highlight to them, hey, why don't you do this? You're good at this, you know? I think you should go for certain causes to upskill yourself and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So Amma is talking about internal like abilities, like yeah. work skills. I'm more talking about internal ability. I think external ability we have got no say. Like, everyone is unique. You know, I cannot expect someone to you embrace your curly hair, you embrace your this, or you embrace your whatever. I can't do that. That is uh, I think uh, it's uh, what do you call that? A very um, sensitive issue. And it's a that one, I think, yeah. yeah, it's very personal, but more so on uh, work base, I can actually uh, ask someone to be embrace the uniqueness, yeah, yeah. but accepting them who they are. I think it's something difficult to do to embrace, um, you know, uniqueness of other people if it's something that we don't, it's we don't like. If we're not on the same page of something, yeah, but I think it's, it's we have to try not to judge other people. You know, one yeah, I think it's it's that don't judge, you know, maybe have um put yourself in their shoes, look at things from their point of view. You know, why are they doing certain things? Maybe because at the core of them, you know, they they are this this is this is the kind of person that they are. So that's why they they act in a certain way. Yeah. And maybe if you don't like that, then maybe that's not your tribe. That's not your people. But of course, in workplace, you can't choose that. You yeah. you cannot choose your tribe <laughs> at workplace. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like what auntie said it's you you just have to learn to work with it yeah. and understand like okay for example that's a quiet worker 
then you, you have to learn to work with it. Or if that person has not realized what is it that makes them special, then you lead them, you help them, you nurture, to you know, guide them to see what is special about them. That's so true. I think that about also uh, being argumentative during meeting also, you need to uh, find out what is that, uh, what is the background story about this person, you know, always putting across a point in a very argumentative and challenging tone, you know. So you need to establish, as I mentioned in the previous uh, podcast, so that uh, to get to know the person, you know, and to find out how best we can uh, help this person. Yeah. And it, and it's very easy to be kind. You when even if you are in you know in a workplace, if you're in a meeting, there's no need to be rude just because you disagree with that person because yeah. of the way that person is speaking. Yeah. You can get your point across still respectfully. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So that's why yes, when you embrace someone's uniqueness, that means you also you are willing to accept their weaknesses as well. You think that that is something that you can accept and you can live with. That's so true. So those who are looking for a partner or a, you know a husband or a wife, uh, you cannot expect a hundred percent perfect person out there. Okay. Yeah, they they yeah. will be imperfectly perfect for you. That's how yes. you need to look at it. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I mean, look, I I count myself very lucky to be, have been born into the family I was born into and I count myself even luckier and I always tell my mom and I was always discuss this that our siblings found spouses that we get along well with yeah. like it's been phenomenal right like get along better with yeah. <laughs> but like, exactly actually no that's true that's true no, we do get along with our spouses better but it's like you know Vicky Carmen who's my youngest brother's partner they're basically my mom's daughters yeah. And they are so unique in their own way. When they came into the family, it was like a value add. Like the family just became that much better. And, you know, we did more things and we did things differently. And that's part of embracing other people's uniqueness. And I think that goes the same with if you are currently a mother-in-law or you're a daughter-in-law, son-in-law, uh, let me just pre preface this by saying there's toxicity in families as well. So take what I say with a grain of salt. It might be different what you're going through. But you need to be open to accepting this family you're entering into or this person you're welcoming into your family because they're going to have a uniqueness that your family doesn't have. That's and so you true. Need to understand yeah. why your child or whatever loves them and see what it is you love about them. Otherwise, you're going to be in for a really terrible ride um, from the start. That's My mother so can testify to this. I like, mean, yeah, definitely. Because our, our family, we have uh, four new members and uh, definitely... Uh, you need to look at their uniqueness and and uh, and and welcome them warmly to the family because it's it's a family. It's no more like you are so and so's wife. You are so and so. It's no no more like that. It's we are one family and 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 definitely we may have some differences, but then we have to embrace that and you know be happy. Yeah. And can I just say, uniqueness is also understanding someone's upbringing, understanding what they had to go through in life to make them who they are now because their history is what makes them unique now. So you have to have a bit of empathy, a sympathy. Um, I think definitely Vicky, yeah. Vicky also has to fit in, right, Vicky? I mean, you're new to a family and then you need to fit in and like a lot of things. And I remember telling Appa, go to India and go attend a course, you know, because our family is expanding. There'll be in-laws coming in, you know, you know. The Appa say, why are you talking about you go for course and come back? And then, yeah, you know, yeah, the communication, <laughs> we have to be like open to the communication. We have to be more sensitive, how we speak to the in-laws and so forth. Yeah, so yeah, definitely Vicky can say that, you know, coming to a, 
a new family would have been also like uh, I don't know how I don't know how she felt. <laughs> I mean, it was very nerve-wracking. When I first came, I was actually very quiet. I'd be standing outside or in the corner of the house. I can remember. Was, and so not myself. But there was once I, I, I shouted something. I think I was at the, at the gate and I said, I, I don't know, I, maybe I shouted Shanti's name or Saska's name. And Pratiban turned and looked at me and like, wow, Vicky, is that you speaking? <laughs> And that was when my real self finally came out. And mm. only when my real self came out, I was able to bond with all of you. Yeah. You know, and we realized that we are so alike. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was so quiet, I was always so like lonely, uh, lonely awkward. at every function. Awkward also, right? Very, yeah. yeah. You know, mm. very we're local. so amenable to everything. Like she'd be like, okay, we can do this. Okay, we can do that. But you've got such strong opinions. You know what I mean? You know? It was actually pretty yes. funny to see that progression. But it is hard when you're coming into... But I think, I think uh, Sarah's talking about uniqueness of Vikira. The very first time we went out is to buy uh, furniture for Previn's uh, 21st birthday. And she, first time we went out together to buy furniture. And then she was very determined, you know, like, auntie, we should buy this, buy this, buy this. I'm like, whoa, this girl, uniqueness, confidence. Can I just say, right, my mom, of all of her children and in-laws, the person she loves going shopping with is Vicky. Thank you. (laughs) I love going shopping with her too because I tell you, we both have the stamina and the strength. Yes. (laughs) We are relentless. We get the job done and more. Yeah. Until no, 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 we go, go, yeah. Okay, after that, we, can, we, no, we look for the best go. deals and we buy the best things. Yes. Oh my God. These two can go and we know they won't tire each other. The rest of us will probably be sitting in the back going, like, okay, we're done, or, you know, like, enough is enough. They're like, nah, we've got a mission. We have the drinks on the go, snacks on the go. We just need little bites. But I think, you know, this is such a classic evidence of having to be open to embracing the other person's uniqueness because I know my mom, for a fact, like, didn't want a lot of us having relationships when we were younger and that again that's a whole other podcast but part of that was when she started accepting that our, her kids were who they were and then she opened up her heart and her mind to the spouses and completely fell in love otherwise she wouldn't have met her other half in Vicky to be honest like, I think <laughs> that she it's like her missing like you are the younger version of my mom I feel and can I also <laughs> say right Gavin, can I also say right when Gavin met Vicky for the first time he actually said to me she's oh he's like because I, I painted this picture of Vicky, right? Um, after a few years of me and you getting to know each other. And then he's like, are you sure? Like, she's so shy. I was like, Gavin, wait till you get to know her for real. And then after a while, like, you know, I think that was when he threw the snowball in your face. And then, like, that's when you guys bonded. And he was like, holy shit. Like, that's that's actually who she is. Um, and you're privileged. When you open up yourself to embrace someone's uniqueness, you are absolutely privileged to see how they live to benefit from it and it's such a good growth opportunity yeah yes well said Saska all right well um was there anything else the two of you wanted to say to our listeners um who by the way could thank you very much you've gotten us to more than 200 downloads I think we're going to 250 right now which is super exciting Um, so thank you for embracing our uniqueness (laughs) um (laughs) Is there anything else the two of you want to say to our listeners before we um, end off? Vicky, anything from you? I think I'm, I'm just going to repeat some of the things that I've already said. Just be you unapologetically yourself because life is too short for you to be pretending to be someone else. 
mm-hmm. or pretending to be someone just to fit in. And I think like what Saska mentioned that, you know, when you uh, are your, you know, your, are your true self, you are valuable. You, you bring things that no one else can. So, yeah, you know, and I think also what, like what Auntie said, it's not an overnight thing. You trying to embrace your uniqueness comes with a lot of work and you must be willing to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. But the payoff is phenomenal, isn't it? Yes, it's liberating. It really is. So I think for me, uh, just to round up with a few words, is that uh, be authentic uh, so that you'll boost your self-esteem. And of course, as a result, your confidence will also boost. And uh, maybe probably relationship will also strengthen with others. Yeah. yeah. No. Saska? I, I think I, there's nothing else I can add. I think the both of you have succinctly put it. And I just want to say I'm so happy we finally got this episode recorded with Vicky. And yeah. I want so, to come I had on so much fun. <laughs> as a recurring guest, okay, if we ever expand Chatopedia and we have sort of like a fashion stream, I totally want Vicky back on. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> Um, but no, I wanted to thank you so much, Vicky, for spending your afternoon with us and um, really for sharing what makes you you and for sharing with all of us um, how to be unique. Um, very, very appreciative. And uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you very me. much, Vicky. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed this chat. Yeah. I did. And I'll see you in the next episode, everyone. Take care. Take care.